Hello, and welcome to Relationship Renovation Podcast. My name is EJ Kerwin. And I'm Tara Kerwin. And we are here, you know, once again, we are two relationship experts. We're therapists. We have a couples counseling facility in Tucson, Arizona, where we have a number of uh, therapists on our staff. We've created Relationship Renovation, which is a program both in office and at home. We have the Relationship Renovation Mm -hmm. at Home program that's on our website as well. You know, we help couples develop the insights and tools they need to love each other better in a much more satisfying way. You always make this statement that I love. It's like the ability to give and receive love freely. Like, I love that. Because a lot of times when we see couples, it's like there's so much tension and walking on eggshells and like, oh, I'm not going to like, I don't want to make it worse. So there's avoidance. And it's like, oh, imagine what it would be like if you had the opportunity to give and receive love freely, which is why we have named this podcast shift happens. Yeah, this, this so we we got an assist on this. We got a pass on this. Our, we had a client last this was, night. Yeah, last night. Who I don't know how did how did it I happen? remember everything because okay. I was Tara ta- always remembers stuff I was on. talking about because there are, you know, they just started. They're like 4 or 5 weeks in. And they're talking about how they've been doing their emotional check-ins, that they feel more connected. And I was like, oh my gosh, the shift is happening. And then he said, shift happens. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, that's our next podcast, honey. We're doing that tomorrow. I said it right in session. And and then EJ's like, well, it wasn't really your idea. I said, sort (laughs) of, like we piggybacked from each other. Yes, yes. But the shift happens is a amazing, beautiful process that we see with couples who stay with the counseling process and reports from the people who are doing relationship renovation at home that the shift happens. And we really wanted to help you guys understand what does a shift mean? And so I thought today we might kind of go through this process of what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Because it takes a minute to get there actually. Well, yeah, I think a good launching point for the conversation is talking about what it looks like before the shift happens, right? Like what they're shifting out of, right? And we, yes. and because there's a variety of different reasons people come to couples counseling, you know, they come for, you know, everything from, you know, parenting issues to infidelity, infidelity substance abuse, intimacy, emotional abuse, yeah, poor I mean, communication, across the spectrum, lack of conflict resolution, blending families, in law stuff. Yeah, they come for a variety of reasons. Can you tell? Right? But there's some like unifying like vibes you get, right? I mean, the biggest one for me is this sense of like stuck, you know, that they feel completely stuck in a pattern, frustration, they're chasing each other's tails, they're bumping into walls. Guarded, defensive. They don't feel safe. And I don't want to say physically safe. They don't feel emotionally safe that their needs are going to be met Some couples don't even know what their needs are. And so it's this whole like, well, he or she should just do this. And it's like, do you know what it is that you need them to do? And they're like, no. (laughs) Okay, well, hang on a second. If you don't know, how in the world will your partner know? So it's like a constant exacerbation in the relationship. And again, it can look like avoidance. It can look like yelling. It can look like stonewalling. It can look like parenting, living parallel lives, roommates. It can look so many ways, 
But what we see and what we feel in the beginning parts of it is just the sense of helplessness or hopelessness, guardedness, defensiveness, and a lack of trust that the other person or that they can be different or that their relationship can be different. And repetitiveness. Oh, yeah. Whatever is going on is just repeating over and over Over and and over. over. And they're just like sick of it, right? So here's what we do. I've been doing relationship counseling, not just marriage counseling, for over 20 years. EJ, you've probably been doing individual and marriage counseling. 15-ish. Yeah. And we weren't doing it together then. But what I often realized is like couples used our sessions for event sessions. Like, da-da-da. And I was like, okay, we'll try this and try that and do this I statement and da-da-da-da-da. And they'd come back and it was still event session. So when EJ and I created this relationship renovation program, we were like, oh, no. It cannot be event session because couples are just compelled to be like, this is what they did and this is what they did and I'm going to not let you tell me what I did wrong. It's like, you guys, we don't even let you go there. I'm sorry. Like, we're not going to use this 75 minutes. Our sessions are 75 minutes to be event session, right? We're going to allow it to like see what's happening. We're going to dissect the relationship. We're going to see the strengths. We're going to see the places where it feels fractured, but we have a structure to this. And some couples fight the structure. They think it's like some cookie cutter approach. I'm like, absolutely not. Every couple is different. There's no way you could use a cookie cutter approach to couples counseling. But what we know is that you guys hear whatever you need to hear outside of here 24 seven. You're in this office every week for 75 minutes and it's our job to help you experience it and hear it differently. And in order to do that, we have to take a step back and go with this structured approach, which just means helping you understand yourself better and your partner better so you can talk about the issues in a different way. Yeah, well, I mean, I think what you're talking about greatly, and and I think it's, okay, so whenever we talk about things like this, it feels like they get more complex as we talk about this. So, cause initially we were talking about the shift that happens internally for the couple, right? That's what, you know, the couple we were working with last night was talking about, like what they're feeling internally about one another. But the, the shift that we initiate with couples is out of a finger pointing here. Let me tell you everything this person in front of me is doing wrong and here's all my frustrations and here's a more open-hearted, reflective, hopefully empathetic look at themselves and their partner. Yes. We have to shift their focus at first. Yes, because if we don't and we just allow it to be a vent session, there is not any type of emotional safety being developed. And the number one thing for the shift to happen is emotional safety. And let me kind of go into that a little because emotional safety is like, okay, I feel triggered and I feel frustrated or I'm angry at my partner, right? And I'm going to be able to let them know what's happening without them being personally reactive. And they're going to actually hold a safe space for me. Emotional safety is just that. Like I can be frustrated. I can let my partner know I'm triggered and my partner can hear it, validate it, and then lean in and like not necessarily hold me, but it's like holding the space for my suffering. 
We don't know how to do this as humans. If we suffer, we want to blame somebody else for our suffering. It's very rare where you can find a couple that organically allows each other to lean into that place of suffering, especially if you're the one that caused it. Like when I see EJ suffering and I know I was the root of it, I'm like, oh, I want to defend myself and be like, well, I didn't, that wasn't, this is because of you. It's not like, oh my God, I can see that I really hurt you, honey. Like, help me understand. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to, right? No. That is a skillful place that we have to learn and is how to not be personally reactive when someone's letting us know that something we did triggered them. When we create that structure and we don't allow them to vent, 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 and we hold a different space for them and we model and we say, hey, I can see that you're like, because a lot of people will be, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll say, what did you just hear your partner say? And they'll kind of go into their own filter and then but, but, but. And I'm like, no, no, actually, hold on. You're going to take your own filter out of this for a second. Okay. I just heard my partner say that they're frustrated and they feel hopeless that things won't change or be different. Is that true? I mean, how many times do we validate our partner and try to clarify like, hey, is what I'm hearing true? Normally we're immediately on the defense and like saying why that's not true. So that's the first piece. And once they learn these skills and they're able to replicate it over and over and over, emotional safety starts to build. And then the entire way of healing through difficult moments in your relationship starts to feel different and look different. And that's when couples can talk about it differently. And we don't even go into like, let's just say infidelity or really hard things until we know that there are moments of emotional safety that have been created so we can build upon those for the couple. Yeah. I mean, I I think that we definitely want to break up what Tara was talking about, the yeah, buts, you know, is, and, and what, what that's really speaking about is like, is getting people out of the perspective of just offering their perspective, you know, and that's why we get couples into exploring their past. We do this in in both of our in-office and at-home programs Mm -hmm. where we quickly get them talking about what their life was like before each other. Because then we're like laying the seeds of empathy. Yes, thank you. That's beautiful. And many, many, many couples who are like just at their wits end with each other in that process, you just see like the cracks in the foundation of resentment starting to, when they hear about like, wow, I forgot about that about your past. And oh my gosh, like, well, no wonder you do that. You know, that that first part of the shift is just seeing your partner as like a, as a human again. Because it's so interesting because we love right. our partner so much. We're so dedicated oftentimes to this relationship working, yet they become so like sort of flat to us and we forget everything that existed before and we lose a lot of empathy because of what Tara was saying. We see them as the source of our own suffering. Yes. I mean, right there, it's like, okay, shift. What does shift really mean? It means taking a, a couple out of this place of stuckness developing the ability to hold healthy emotional space for each other, we will see it in session, right? It's like, 
oh my gosh, the moment that they can start to cry together because they've held so much suffering in and that their partner saying, actually, like that was never my intention. I never meant to hurt you. You're so important to me. And they start melting into each other. And then you know they're ready because I kind of the last part of our work we do in relationship renovation is their new story. Because it's not like, oh, emotional safety is created. We're done. It's like, wow, this feels amazing. We have confidence that we can talk about difficult things, that we can be imperfect, that we're really working on not judging each other or blaming each other. And now we have this new narrative of like how we want our relationship to feel, to be. And, you know, and it's a life, it's a work in progress, if you know what I mean. But once you have the component of the shift happening, the emotional safety, that's everything. Then there's complete freedom. And it doesn't mean it's going to not get hard. That is crap. I mean, just Eiji and I last week had this horrible blowout. Like it still happens. But my gosh, you just know, like it kind of starts to dissolve much quicker. And like you understand and you can, you know, I was like crying to EJ that night and I felt so much closer to him after it. Cause I'm like, wow, this still freaking happens. Even though we have all the tools, we use them. We're really good people. We try really hard to be self-aware. We still get to a really bad place, but we feel more connected after. And so when the shift does happen and you can get through things together and you feel emotionally safe, that does not mean you will not have conflict. That doesn't mean you don't want to like pull each other's hair out or, you know, use the D word sometimes for people who are married, but it actually brings you closer together after that. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, we got through that. And we actually didn't end up leaving and packing our bags. Yeah, I mean, we, you have like awareness you understand what's yeah. going on and to me that's a that's a huge part of of the shift happening is when couples just begin to understand that they're like oh okay that's why this is happening you know because before you can build the emotional safety and implement tools and discuss the difficult subjects you also have to like get like how did we get here you know, how did we get to this place where we're so frustrated, where we're so lonely? And that exploration of the past is just a key component where you're like, oh, of course. You know, I, I think that's a big like thing for people is that like, oh, of course, like, of course this happened. Yes. Like understanding yourself better through the past, but also learning the skills that are not innate to us and staying present during pain and suffering. Like that's, you know, understanding our past, but also like, how do I hold space that my partner's hurt instead of like defend it and ignore it and try to avoid it? Because again, as human beings, we are biologically equipped to avoid pain and suffering, yeah. not going to work in the relationship. And it takes skills to learn how to stay present, right? And you're not going to do it all the time. But once you can learn the skills and it's a thing, you got to learn the skills. Yeah, yeah. Understanding your and your partner's instinctual self-protection mechanisms is a big part of the shift. Which, like you said, comes from like early attachment. Yeah. And then beginning, like, not to just be invested in pointing out to your partner of like, hey, look, you know, we talked about this in therapy, you did it again. But instead of like, if I get better and better at realizing like, oh my gosh, I, when things get difficult, find chores to do outside, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I find ways to bail, you know, and if I can get better and better at getting back to that, like, first instinct to walk away and instead stay present. And so whatever it is, your instinctive way to protect yourself from your partner, yeah. 
if you do the opposite, this shift happens. You stay connected in in difficult moments instead of pulling apart. Yeah. And what like better way to learn about a shift? Like, you know, we've we've asked a few couples if they'll come onto our podcast and really talk about what that shift was like for them. And so hopefully in the next couple of months, we're going to have some interviews with a couple couples of describing exactly what that shift was and how it was for them. So I think that's going to be really helpful to some of our listeners out there. So, okay. So the, you know, like our couple yesterday uh, talked about like, they're noticing like the beginnings of the shift, right? What happens, Tara, when they, when the shift continues and they continue to build upon it, right? And that it's not just this organic thing, but it's also they're both putting work into sustaining this shift. I mean, it's just you're constantly building trust and confidence that you can handle whatever life throws our way. And it's a lot, especially, you know, right now with everything happening with the pandemic and stuff, it's just building trust and confidence that like, A, at an individual level, like I'm safe, I can handle it. I have needs, my needs are important, and I have a partner that loves me, that is responsive to my needs, is receptive, and willing to like get it right most of the time, right? We're not perfect. I had a couple last week who they've been in that sort of like, oh, it's just like organically happening because we're going through our past, we're understanding what happened better. It was just like kind of that, that beginnings of the shift. But then in the last week, they've gone through another challenging time together and they did it differently. They're beginning to stay connected in a moment. And it's not like they're just like avoiding a problem, but they're actually doing it better now. And that feels amazing because they're like, oh my gosh, like not only are we like stopping the leak in the boat, we're actually like upgrading the motor and our relationship is becoming a better functioning organism. Like, wow, we can do anything. And I think it's a relief for couples to know like this is about practice and skills. It's not, we're not biologically equipped to like do all of this emotional work with our partner that triggers us the most. And so I feel like couples find it like this relief. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like as as long as your partner and you are willing to do the work and it gets really clunky at first, it makes shifts happen. Yeah. The moment it's about to happen, you will usually see a massive regression in the relationship where couples don't want to come back to therapy. They're like, this is our, you know, it's like, because they've had this system for so long, they, it's this homeostasis, right? Like, oh, things have been this way. And even though they suck, do we really want change? And the moment they don't want to come back or they've had this massive like regression or argument, I'm there like, yes, it's happening, you guys. Just wait for it. It usually takes one to two weeks after that last regression where their homeostasis shifts into their new normal. And that's a really important thing to explain to couples early on. It doesn't happen in every couple. And I believe one of our therapists, Jesse, calls it the messy middle. Like, guys, wait for it. Wait for it. Because, right, we don't really like change, even if it's dysfunctional. And you will notice it's going to start to shift because something big will happen to try to keep you into that dysfunctional place because that's what feels your normal. 
And you guys are resisting that. And we're going to help you resist that and get through this really messy middle piece of it. And it's super important. And this is a big part of our program is that then after that shift happens, then you keep systems in line that are continuing to keep you on that new path. Because if we're not careful, we will settle back into our old patterns and we'll just slowly veer back into into that stuck place. And so as long as you're like, okay, you you made that shift and now you're you're creating repeatable systems where you continue to gain more and more confidence, you know, and you stay connected and you check in with one another, then that's where you're like you, again you're in optimization mode and you're you're solving problems in really healthy ways and things will be difficult, there will be new challenges that come yeah. up, but you just got a better ability to stay connected in those moments. Absolutely. So I guess The entire conceptualization of this podcast is shift. It happens. (laughs) Do you want to say that like a couple more times? (laughs) Believe in it. Do not stay in this hopeless stuck place. It can happen, but it takes working on it. It's not a light switch. So hear that. Again, please reach out if you guys want any podcasts to be done that we would talk about, questions to be answered, any feedback. We are so open to that. We're always thankful for all of our listeners. So please, you know, follow us on Instagram. We are at relationship underscore renovation. You can like us on Facebook at He Said, She Said Counseling, or you can search for Relationship Renovation on Facebook. And don't forget to also check us out on TikTok. We are Relationship Renovation. And if you have questions or feedback, send us an email at info at he said, she said counseling.com. As always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. All right. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.